From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. We are back. Sorry for a week off. My name is Eric Wakeling here with Matt Doan. Yeah. I forgot my name for a minute. <laughs> Frozen. You, you, you pointed at me. I was like, wait a minute. What am I supposed to say? I know. That's like the behind the scenes stuff right there, guys. We just point at yeah. each other sometimes. Yep. Like, I don't know what to say. I'm scared. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last week we took a, uh, took a sab- sabbatical from <laughs> the podcast as we just practice the life with God. Mm, that's right. That's right. It was good. It was good to just, just <laughs> practice. And yeah. And we were also setting up uh, for light the night. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Great light the night here. We felt like we were back. It felt like after yeah. a couple of years of COVID and you know, mm-hmm. is anyone going to come? Mm-hmm. It felt like this last light the night last week was just back. Exactly. I actually realized it was funny because I was like, oh yeah. I mean, Last year, it was like not as many people I was thinking. And then I think I was actually thinking back to two years ago. Yes. Because I wasn't there last year because that was when I got my my bike crash. That's right. So I know it was like my little anniversary of my bike crash. Yeah. How, <laughs> give us an update. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, I feel <laughs> fine. So yeah, like seriously, like update is fine. Good. Um, That's all we need. But yeah, exactly. I know because the people don't want too much triathlon sure. talk. Yeah. But although I am signed up for another half Ironman. Oh boy. April 1st. Where? Half only. Where? And in Oceanside. Oh. So like close. Uh-huh. Half is hard. Yeah. But <laughs> that's got to play with your head though, because you're like, oh, I can do a full. So yeah. therefore I don't need to train as much. And then. Yeah. I'm already less like less committed. <laughs> <laughs> but let's. But light the yes. night. Yeah, light, light the, the night, the night went great. really good. Josh Simpson said this actually yesterday in our service. He goes, we didn't lose anybody. No one got injured. He yeah. goes, it was a success in that's, that way. But, that's uh, totally true. But yeah, very safe, family friendly time. And uh, I feel like there was just smiles everywhere. It was yeah. really good. Yeah, it was really great. Agreed. Great night of fun. And uh, hopefully we'll even just see the fruit of that. Yeah, as... you know who was crushing it that night too was the puppet ministry puppet ministry had like hundreds of kids yeah swarming around them puppet ministry i mean going for it it's kind of the the super bowl or like the game seven world series for <laughs> i feel like for our puppet ministry like they this is like the time when people are coming out to for them yes like people are i've never had people so many people ask me like when's the puppet ministry when's the puppet show start where's the puppet show and they just love it yeah they love it <laughs> that's great well done puppet ministry team yeah yeah you guys are superstars you're right you're right i i uh i had a good time that night i just was giving candy to people yeah what was your role my role is called an area leader and so what that means <laughs> is like i wear uh i wear like it looks like a security uh-huh. vest and I have like a little radio piece in my ear even, yeah. but then I just walk around helping people with questions and giving candy to grownups. That's, I think that's awesome. Yeah. That's I what, like that job. I want that job. That's a really good it's job. Awesome job. Yeah. Were you even there? I don't know if I saw yeah, you. Yeah, I was just there. Kidding. I was stuck in, no, I'm not stuck. Probably that was a little bit of a slip. I was, I had the privilege of serving at Gaga Ball. So Gaga Ball, oh, if you don't know what yeah. this is, it's like an inflatable ring that you get into and there's a bouncy ball, like a four square ball. And you hit it, yeah. And you try to tag other players, yeah. It's kind of like a form of dodgeball in yeah, a way. Yeah, it's super fun. Actually, the kids loved it. In fact, we <laughs> we had two or three kids. That's all they did Just the entire night, night for like three hours. <laughs> in fact, one dad's like, 
I just thought my kid would want to go around and get candy, but he just wants to be in the Gaga Ball pit. Was that on the turf? Yeah, that's on that the was? turf. Yeah. yeah. So what I get by like your slip when you by stuck though is what was fun about my job. I think as pastors, we kind of like yes. just being able to like work the room, like work totally. the crowd, kind of yeah. like walk around, talk to people and yes. stuff. And that's fun. And I think that's like definitely what you're wanting. I was wanting be. to do. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so. Yeah, but you just, but that's cool. Every role's good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, great light the night. Really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Shout out to Josh Simpson and the hundreds of volunteers that, yep. that really jumped in. It was awesome. All right. Before we get to some of our listener questions, because mm-hmm. we actually have a few this week. Oh, wow. Um, uh, we'll, we'll do that. We want to remind everybody earlier in the podcast. So before you turn it off, like, which is what you probably do, like at some point between now and we normally or ask listen for these three speed or yeah. four speed. Yeah. <laughs> but just want to remind you, we'd love to get your questions. Yeah. So, um, you know, you can email podcast at calvarylife.org mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. email, email podcast at calvarylife.org mm-hmm. or, you can just, uh, you know, DM any like Calvary social media account or Matt or I's social media accounts and <laughs> carrier pigeon. Yeah, exactly. And we can Sky make you, writing. that's one thing I was thinking of though. Like we can also answer your question anonymously. Like if huh. you just say that in your email, like, Hey, will you answer this question, but don't say my name or just say my first name. Sure. We'll, we can respect that. So I think a lot of people might be just like, Ooh, I'd want to ask a question, but I want to be like, Oh Yeah. You know, yeah. Sean Mitchell actually wrote me and said, please don't use my name, but I have a question for you. Oh, wait. <laughs> Sorry about that, Sean. Yeah, his question was, uh, <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we would love to, we want this to be helpful for all our listeners. So if you have questions that you maybe reasonably think we can answer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why is Guardians the worst name in all of baseball? Um, <laughs> yeah, that had, is so true. You had a chance to name your team any name, and you chose Guardians. You know, I that actually, was Sean Mitchell. I'm actually, I'm actually, you like Guardians? No, not that. Uh-oh. I like the Washington Commanders. I think the Commanders is kind of a cool name. It's grown on you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. These teams that had like Native American kind of like names that sure. are getting changed, like it's like... It should be like, oh, wow, cool. We get like, yeah, we've got all the options. Like we can do right. whatever we want. Right. And then you Guardians. Know, Guardians is kind of lame. I was thinking they were going to, I think one of the names of the running was Spiders. I thought that would have been a cool name. <laughs> Cleveland <laughs> Spiders baseball team. That would be really like fun. all creepy and yeah. stuff. I wonder if they're worried that people wouldn't like some people wouldn't like that, like yeah. scary or something. People have, like it's a, th- it's one of probably the top five things people are scared are of. Are you scared of Spiders? I'm not scared of them because it's my responsibility to handle them in my house. Oh, yeah. You're you know the, what I'm saying? You're the, you're the spider guy. Yes. Yeah. But I'm not super excited about <laughs> them being on me or something. Like, yeah. if there's a big one crawling on me, I'm going like, to freak, I'm gonna out. freak yeah. out. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to list four <laughs> kind of reptile bugs or whatever. Sure, that sure, sure. Cockroach, mm-hmm. snake, mm-hmm. lizard, mm-hmm. spider. Rank mm-hmm. those in order of fear. Okay. So from least... Uh, let's do least, yeah. Okay, least was lizard. Okay. Yep. The next least is cockroach. Okay. The next is spider. Uh-huh. And the most is snake. I think I'm the exact same <laughs> order. <laughs> I'm just proud of myself for remembering all that stuff. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. So here's what I don't understand, and this is what I don't understand about myself either. Yeah. Why do I not like snakes, but I have no big deal when a lizard like walks past me? Yeah, their legs make it better. Is that it? <laughs> It's something about the slithering. I think you can grab them, and those legs will help you grab them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not as scared of the bite. Like yeah. the those, it's the teeth. It's those like fangs of a snake that That's are scary. That's what gets you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
So my sister brother in law live in um, an undisclosed nation in Asia. Oh yeah, they have giant great. lizards though that just oh. show up in their house like giant, like like big like Gila monster. Yeah, lizards. like that kind of thing. Yes. Oh my so goodness! So that that's a whole different ball game, just right a Komodo there. Dragon yeah, walking in your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like that would be a different ball game. But the lizards we have here in Orange County are pretty, yeah. pretty tiny. Yeah. Do you think tame. dragons were real? <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> well, I actually just learned. Uh, I'm going to dodge that question, and I'm going to answer a question about dinosaurs. Right. Right. So, did you know dinosaurs weren't even a named as a thing until like the 1600s. Like there had been no oh, record yeah. of finding fo- dinosaur fossils. I just read this article too. Why did I read this article? Well, no, it's from our mutual friend, Tim McMahon. Oh yeah. What yeah. is this podcast? Yes, Tim McMahon's yes. podcast. So <laughs> I was like, wait, why if, do I know If this? he's right, I don't even know if he's right, but yeah. that kind of surprised me. <laughs> and we really didn't have much research on dinosaurs until the last right. 100, 200 years. Right, right. I'm not saying that means they're not real. I'm just saying mm-hmm. it's just interesting that... We weren't finding a bunch of bones like in the 1300s. I think they were finding the bones and they thought they were dragons. <laughs> so that's your proof for a dragon. Yeah, they totally thought those were dragons. I mean, if you if you thought if you sort of mythologically had dragons already in your head. Yeah. And then you find all that stuff and you're not like in a modern scientific mindset. Right. Those are dragons. So you just answered your own question. You do believe in dragons. I do, I do believe in dragons. Definitely. Definitely believe in dragons. Of course you do. Flying with fire and all that kind of stuff. That's so on brand for you. It is. I know. Do you think there's still dragons in the world? Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I mean, you tell me. You you prove they're not real. Well, one of the scariest (laughs) things I ever saw was I used to, I still love, I showed our kids a few, about a year ago, uh, Crocodile Hunter. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah, Rest in peace, Croc Steve Irwin. Yeah, he was. But he did this thing where he went to this Indonesian island where they had Komodo dragons. And he like laid down on the sand. Oh, yeah. And just stayed still. And they like started walking over him. Like these giant four foot Komodo dragons. It's crazy. So you just did, you just did it. You just said dragons. I did. I, was, I almost paused. I didn't want to say. You didn't it. want to say dragons. Yeah, yeah I think there's are... no such thing as dragons. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I like that. This is probably going to be the title, like on the <laughs> podcast. It's probably going to be like rule of life or yes. you know something about spiritual practices. And we are ten minutes in, and like we just talked about dragons. Poor and... Danny Bonilla is driving to LA to work, and he's just hoping <laughs> for some spiritual encouragement. Instead, he's just getting nonsense about dragons. <laughs> Uh, although most people we've talked to, they do appreciate yeah. the nonsense. Sure. But that's uh, maybe time for a transition. Okay. Yeah. Rule of life. Yeah. So we can do rule of life. We can do a little bit if we want of the oh, prayer stuff. Yeah, that's true. We didn't cover too. that. We can just like, mm-hmm. talk. It doesn't mean we can mo- mostly focus on you. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> Let, let's talk though. Let's go in order. So oh, yeah, sure. two weeks ago, we talked through Lord's prayer, praying together. We had an opportunity to yes, actually practice actually pr- that. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How did you think it went? What, what's your, what was your point of view? What have, what feedback have you gotten? Yeah. So like my point of view from the stage was it looked like people were into it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm like, I can be sort of optimistic in moments like that, but mm-hmm. it felt like to me, like people were doing it. People were into it. Um, people were praying. I, I did. Uh, I even made that joke. I don't know if you hear me like, cause you see like all of a sudden that transition happens and it's like, Ooh, there's 25 people just <laughs> hit the bathrooms, right. you know, which it is sort of like a transition moment for a potty break. If you sure. have, if you really, really were needing one, yeah. but it also was like an introvert potty break. Yes. Probably for Get me sure. out of here. Get yeah. me out of here. Cause you know, all the jokes, like, I don't know if people like know how, like there's definitely jokes about 
oh, which I heard happen this weekend, but jokes about the whole like shake your hand moment, shake, yeah. shake somebody next to you's hand and say hi, like the little greeting moment in church. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, uh, I, which, okay. So full disclosure to everyone listening, I was gone this Sunday. Right. And so I wasn't involved. If you're there, you obviously could tell, I guess I wasn't involved in any part of the service, including the closing, like I normally do always, but like, um, yeah. So there was a little shake a hand moment, right? That's like the inch. Cause there's this whole joke that that's like an introvert's nightmare. It's right. like, greet the person Turn next to your to you. neighbor. Yes. It's kind of the terminology that was used when I was growing up. Yeah. Turn to your neighbor and say hello. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, if you're introverted in church, that's a scary moment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was in a church one time visiting and they said, turn to your neighbor and say hello. And you have 10 minutes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. And so there was a countdown clock Ten on minutes? like the screen and it said like 959. And even I'm an extrovert in those type of situations, but even for me, I was struggling about four minutes in. Like, what else do yeah, we talk about? Yeah, and it's like, who did I just get lined up with? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah, it felt like people participate. So, if you weren't here a couple weeks ago, we talked about prayer, and then we actually had some time to practice it within yes. the service. Yes, which we was prayed great. in small groups together. Yeah, practice listening to the Lord. Like, it's really hard. Like, we just try to have these little moments of practice. Like, honestly. It's a terrible scenario for doing that at some level. What do you mean? Um, in a giant room with three people next to you, with hundreds of people around you, and you have like one minute here from God now. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> not like we're trying to just like kind of open up a, a, a like a that's why we call it practice. Right. <laughs> like open up like an opportunity to try. And then what we really hope is that you'll try more later. Let me flip that question too. what would be if that's not ideal, what would be the ideal and in that type of situation. I mean, we can do this together. So I'm not saying we can't do this together. Mm -hmm. It's a little, it's a little like, I think just strange for us to do it with hundreds of people around us. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's say, I think super ideal is alone. Um, for me, I've talked about the super ideal is actually like walking and like hiking outside yeah, me too. and then just being, being quiet and still, and like maybe ask the Lord like a question and then just walk with that question in mm -hmm. mind and, and, and hear from him. Um, or just sit in a kind of a quiet place or na nature sounds or whatever, mm -hmm. and, and then have that listening, or it could be just a few people sitting together, uh, maybe in a living room or something, you mm -hmm. know, and it's just like, and, and you can give it, it's probably m almost more the time, the fact that we're trying to do this, like in the flow of the service, just yeah. to give you a chance is hard, but like you need, you need to spend more than like one minute. It just is going to take even five minutes might feel like, okay, I, Huh, now I'm in a place where I can be right. still. Like I've gotten all my distractions. Here's out. what I would describe it as is yeah. what we tried. Yeah. It's like going to Costco <laughs> and doing one of the um sampler, yeah, yeah. you know, what do you call those? Um yeah, taste test. Taste testing yeah. things versus having the whole meal, right? So yes. we just taste yes. tested a little bit That's of praying good. in groups, hearing from God. And the hope is that, oh, that would make you want to not buy a product, but make you yeah. want to dive in a little bit deeper. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I like that a lot, actually. You had your I free love, sample. I love the free samples at Costco. <laughs> I'm so glad it, they brought those back. I know. Yeah. It was a, a tragedy of COVID <laughs> it was with so no free sad. samples. It was so sad. Sometimes it depends. Like if I go and it's maybe between 11 and one or something and I haven't had lunch yet, that's like the ideal time to yep. just graze on the samples. Yep. And if there's a shift change in there, <laughs> ideal. <laughs> I'm the king of like, 
they're handing to somebody else and I just do a little side swipe from the back. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. if I'm going number two, if I'm taking the second, second, if you're uh, going number two, though, you're just <laughs> that's not what I meant. I meant <laughs> if I'm taking my second sample from the yes. same person. The other move is uh, to grab two and like you kind of make a line like, oh, I'll, I'll get this for you, babe, you know, and then you just walk away and eat yeah. both of them. You eat both croutons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but okay. So yeah, but on, prayer. Ma- but oh, maybe yeah. on a different note too, and in addition, it was cool. Uh, Josh Wathen led us at the beginning of that service oh, yeah. two weeks ago and kind of praying all together at once. And mm-hmm. again, maybe not ideal as far as some of the distractions when you hear the people, but there's something also yep. really cool yep. about all praying together, hearing other people's prayers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's something about the commonality community of that that yeah. I, I really like. I do too. I do too. And that's that's the real kind of thing you can do in community. And then even people coming forward at the end, we had people like who were coming coming forward and kneeling up front or just being standing up front and being prayed over. There was mm-hmm. some like serious like emotional stuff going on. Some mm-hmm. good some good work in the spirit was happening yep. like in people's lives, and so that's always such a privilege, right? Yeah, like, totally. It's so cool. And yeah. that's the prayer for every time we gather as a church, yep. whether it's on a Sunday morning, Wednesday, or whenever. It's that we encounter God together, mutually support one another, but then deal with real things, right? Yep. Yep. All right, let's move on to to rule of life. Wow, that was quick. Okay. Yeah, that's enough on that. I want to talk about. You. I, want, <laughs> so I, want, I want to talk about. We did. We did do a whole day on prayer, but we're uh, in on the pod. True. Yeah, so true. we'll talk. I want to talk about rule of life because it's also kind of like a weirder one. Yeah, it is. Uh, rule of life. It's not like it's a thing in the Bible where it says, you know, mm-hmm. in First Corinthians three, you should have a rule of life. So a little diagram, and, like, so, like yeah. you know, <laughs> it does say, you know, in Luke five, Jesus often, you know, went to pray. Mm-hmm. And so you sense this idea. I said this yesterday that, that Jesus had a rule of life, um, withdrawing, being with the father kind of consistently a rhythm in his life. And so I think we can kind of even use that to say like, okay, this is a good practice mm-hmm, for us. Mm-hmm. And then the main passage I used yesterday was John 15, mm-hmm. classic passage of abide in me. I actually used the NLT version, which is remain, mm. remain, abide, same word, um, same root word. It also can mean, and I really love this term, it can mean um, stay or stay at home with. Ah, and so the idea that Jesus is saying, stay with me, yeah. be at home in me. And so what we talked about yesterday was maybe even the skeptic or the outside observer would be like, well, that's what Christians do, right? They're just constantly praying and reading their Bibles and fasting. That's just like what you do, right? And it's like, no, the reality of it is, you know, the spirit's willing, the flesh is weak. And Mm -hmm. so we often, even with our best hopes, those don't become habits. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You like that? I like that a lot. I stole it from somebody. I don't know who, but yeah, yeah. um, but (laughs) Yeah, we can hope to do these things, but really we need habits that build into our life That's that good. just help us be reminded to pray, reminded to be in the Word of God, reminded to do some of the dis- all the disciplines that we talked about. I showed yeah. a slide of um, all eight things that we had talked about. I saw that slide. You know how I saw that slide? Which uh, So I didn't, uh, I haven't watched the sermon yet because we're recording this Monday morning. Like it uh, was you've just... had 24 hours to watch it. I... <laughs> Yeah. What else could you have been doing? <laughs> I was flying home from San Francisco. But what were you doing there? Uh, I was at a uh, a donor event for Greater Europe Mission. Cool. So kind of helping speak and like just chat with people yep. at a at a thing where Greater Europe Mission is raising funds yeah. for a lot of cool things that they're doing in Europe, yeah. especially with uh, Ukrainian refugees mm-hmm. these days mm-hmm. and planting churches in Ukraine and stuff Whoa. like that. So like planting churches during the war. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> prepping, prepping for it now that will be planted soon, wow, you know, that's so, cool. yeah, which is really cool because yeah. it's, it's been another one of those cases where it is a crisis 
it's we're not saying it's not a crisis, but it's also an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so you you really so you got to jump on those opportunities. Sure. So it was cool to see Greater Ear Mission like raise a couple million dollars. You know, it's just wow. wild like what what happens at some in of one weekend. Yeah. yeah, in one weekend. Yeah. Um. Then um. But while I was sitting listening to actually someone that's going to be preaching here at Calvary soon, Rob Boo, yeah. who is the chairman of the International Board of Greater Europe Mission. He's going to be preaching here in two weeks. Yep, longtime pastor at um, Wheaton Bible Church exactly. in Illinois. While he was preaching, I had my phone on my table watching you preach, no. but with no sound. Really? Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. Made, that warms my heart. So I saw that slide, and I saw yep. some other things that we'll probably talk about. Yeah, yeah, so... Um, yeah. The idea is like, okay, how do we take these practices? We talked about life with God in the last eight weeks and have some type of rhythm habits that we build into them. So, yep. um, so from there we talked about John 15, remain in me, this is how we do it. And then we just kind of broke down. Here's a couple practical ideas. So yep. showed a slide of, and, and this is a rule of life that I've kind of bought into. It's I categorize it into four areas. It's relationships, uh, daily communion with God, mm-hmm. um, work life, and then, um, Sabbath. So okay. there's different ways that you can break down habits, yeah. rhythms. That's worked for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gave you another template that's from a great ministry that's kind of emerging in the last year or so from a guy named John Mark Comer. Oh yeah. Um, called the Way of Life. I Practicing think? the way. Practicing the way. Yeah. Yep. Got that messed up. Okay. Practicing the way, John Mark Comer. I'd encourage you to look that up. He's got some really good stuff. Yep. And they're like in. They're gonna do like I think a couple years of walking through like the spiritual yeah. disciplines and that kind of stuff too. Yeah. That's really so, cool. Um, so anyways, we have a template that he uses that you can use for yourself or you can use the one that I like to use. But the point is to just kind of break down your life into these little like, okay, here's some, here's some habits I want to form my life to stay at home with God, to abide, to remain with God. Mm-hmm. So walked our church through a couple examples of that and just then encourage them. Hey, it's not easy. You're going to fail. But remind yourself that that's even part of the formation yeah. failures. Justin Whitman, Whitmill early talks about in this amazing book also called The Common Rule, uh, which okay. is habits for um, a digital world uh, yeah. uh, or holy habits for digital world, something like that. Um, so Justin Whitmill early. So John Mark Comer, Justin Wilmer, Whitmill early. Early some, like early in the morning. Yeah, yeah. So that's some reason good. these guys all have like three three names. Yeah. It sounds like, but um, like but both British from yeah, the old days yeah. or something. But both yeah. are just doing great work in this idea of spiritual practices and incorporating real life with that too. Uh, and so we gave some ideas, but a couple that I just really love, and I'd even love to encourage all of us listening to incorporate is scripture before screens. Mm-hmm. And what would it look like if every day we just looked at scripture, <laughs> even if you have to look on your phone, that's fine too. Yeah, but yeah. it's the idea of yeah. like, before I look at my stocks or my emails or my sports scores, yeah. I'm just going to spend some abiding time with God. Yeah, and so good. I want to challenge myself and all of us uh, to practice that formation, discipline, practice, uh, using different words here, that practice. Cause I think it can, yeah. that would really have some, some, life to it. I agree. I like that. Um, and then another year before screen. And then the other one is just practice a daily Sabbath. And what does that look like when you're working and you have yeah. responsibilities? And so one that I'd picked up, what I think is really helpful. That I've been trying to do recently is just go airplane mode on my phone, um, during the dinner hour. Mm. So from six to seven is typically when our family will sit down or stand up or whatever the case is. Um, but what's Do you have it? enough chairs for everybody? <laughs> yeah, we, got, we bring in, we bust chairs in. It's all kinds of benches and things. But um, what would it look going. like just yeah. to, to airplane mode your phone 
Yeah. Meaning you're not receiving any messages, notifications for one hour. That's like kind of mm-hmm. your Sabbath each day mm-hmm. um, to enjoy relationships in your life and just even just commune with God. Mm. And so there's just two quick things that I would just love all of us to just consider mm-hmm. adopting our life. Scripture before screens and then a, a Sabbath hour each day. Yeah. It's interesting how much this stuff for us these days is like related to screens totally or like is in opposition almost to screens because we're so inundated with them it's like you know 30 years ago we wouldn't have talked about this stuff no like about you might say don't watch so much tv or something you know for sure was since the 50s maybe would would have been like Mm -hmm. a a factor but yeah like it's just well something i read this was fascinating to me was we are adolescents when it comes to the smartphone uh-huh. So this uh-huh. is a huge social experiment yeah. in the history of humanity mm-hmm. where we are 2007, the first smartphone was introduced. Mm-hmm. So you do the math on that. What we're 14 years into handling a smartphone as yeah. a society and a culture. Yeah, it's wild. And so we're really, we're still young. We're immature in how to deal with these things. Yep. And so to have some boundaries, limits on it now is just going to benefit us. Yeah. down the road, maybe 40 years from now, like, no one right. will have a smartphone. They'll be like, oh, these, these were proven, terrible. Yeah, yeah, these were proven to, <laughs> you know, cause mental illness and depression. And so, I don't know, it's just interesting, that's this, interesting, this yeah. mass experiment that's happening in the world right now through smartphones. Or like how like Coca-Cola used to have like cocaine in it or whatever. And it's like now some different version of it. Like maybe there's some different, you know, I don't know. Right. It's like we realize, like, oh yeah, doing that was terrible for you. Like that's not smart. Yeah, totally. But then there's like illicit drug phones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, now you got me. This is like a sci-fi movie. Now, I'm, now I'm excited. With dragons. <laughs> With dragons. The dragons <laughs> breathe out smartphone fire. <laughs> That's the best line ever. <laughs> That's cool. That's really good. Like, um, what was the part about work life? Like, how do you? What oh was, yeah, yeah, yeah. How did so, you fit that in? Because I feel like question. I understand the rest of it a little bit more. Yeah. Like, intuitively. Yeah. So. Work life is just, okay, what's it look like to be a Christian at your job? Mm-hmm. And so what are even some commu- like practices that you can commune with God at, at work? And that doesn't okay. mean that you're not doing your job. It doesn't mean you're just like studying your Bible in yeah, your office yeah, yeah, for yeah. four hours and people can't get a hold of you, that type of thing. Unless you have my job. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I guess that's, that <laughs> describes both of our jobs to a T. Uh, but, um, but what's it look like to literally before you pop open your laptop or before you start your day, just pray and commit that day to the Lord, commit yes. your work day to yes. the Lord. Yes. Um, and so that was like a daily habit. I just gave a suggestion for okay, how cool, cool. Would it be. Even if you could get on your knees yeah. uh, at your chair or wherever you're working, if you work at Hobby Lobby or everyone you check in, but just say, right. God, I give you my work day. May I glorify you mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. tasks of today. Good. I mean, you give me the fruit of the spirit, something like that. It doesn't have to be like this huge long prayer, but just something yep. that is dedicating that space and that task to the Lord. And then weekly, an idea that I've read somewhere that I think would be great is pray for your coworkers. How cool mm-hmm. would it be to make a list of all the people that you generally, you know, regularly interact with during the week and you just prayed for them. And I wonder how that would change. Yep. You know, you're interacting with someone that maybe normally you just have a different personality from or... Mm-hmm. Because of your two jobs, you kind of have to butt heads a little bit. Right, right. What would it look like if that was someone you were praying for every week? How would that change your interactions with That's them? That's so good, yeah. And then monthly, this one's maybe a little bit harder, depends on your job. But what's it look like just to look at the three-month calendar and be like, God, give me wisdom mm-hmm. and discernment. What clients should I call? Right. Um, 
what tasks are unfinished that I'm not even remembering right now? Like, or, or how can I plan my schedule for work-life balance in the next few months? You know, maybe I shouldn't go to Denver when I could do a Zoom call instead. Like, God, give me wisdom if that's what you want me to do. Yeah, so it's like, I can think it's that type of stuff, too. That's really good. Because, like, rule of life, like, if I just want to, like, really sort of, like, ca- like, break it down really informally, it just means write down what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I'm not trying to. I know it's. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, I prayerfully, thoughtfully. That's where and, it starts. And with structure. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. write down. Okay, you've heard about all these practices. Yeah. Like. When, how, and why yep. are you going to actually do this yep. stuff? Yeah. So, <laughs> and I love this again. Justin Whitmill early says, um, uh, "Habits not normal until it is." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's so good. It's like yeah. some of these things are awkward at first. They take time. Yep. But then eventually, it does become part of your rhythm of your life. Yeah. For yeah. example, this is uh, something that happens each day. But I take my two youngest kids to school. We pray together before mm-hmm. I drop them off. And mm-hmm. that's just part of our mm-hmm. routine. I don't even really think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. It just happens. Every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, we didn't pray. Yeah, sure. But most of the time, it's just part of the, it's the grooves of our kind of rhythm of our morning. Yep. And so what other things like that can we just build in our life that at first could be awkward, but then eventually they just become grooves in our lives in a sense. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you sort of, you sort of know you know what time you need to set the alarm for, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you know how long it takes to do that and still get ready and Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, it's like you get in this like mode and then now you're just always setting your alarm for that time instead of just, I have like the perfect amount of time between when I wake up and when I have to be in my car, you know, it's like, we all have space. We we all have habits, whether we acknowledge them or not. We all, um, (laughs) it's funny Mm -hmm. to think through like, I'm like chronically two minutes late to a lot of meetings. Yes. And the reason for that is because I have a habit of leaving when I should be there. Right. Oh, it's yeah, like those yeah, type of yeah, things like, yeah. well, that's just a habit that's unknown or like dark in my soul somewhere that's holding me back in that way. Or, yeah. or I have a habit of eating peanut butter crackers every Sunday <laughs> after church, like <laughs> just things that have like been built in my life. And yeah, so even yeah. acknowledging, okay, what's a habit that's holding me back from God? What's a habit that I could adopt that would draw me into his presence. Yeah. And then again, knowing to have a lot of grace on ourselves because yeah there's for every intentional habit that we try to do there's going to be failures and yep. times when we take steps back i told him yesterday i told our church yesterday but i have a spiritual director i meet with and i was so proud i produced this um this rule of life and i gave it to him I gave him a copy of it i was like what do you think and he's like hmm hmm <laughs> looks like you're trying to do a lot here. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, I know, I know. And he goes, uh, I think you're trying to do too much. Uh, it was such a, I was, I was a little bit taken back at first. I'm like, wait, no, th- I like, crafted this. This is like a lot of thought and prayer. Yeah. But then actually <laughs> living that out, I was like, oh yeah, this is a lot. <laughs> yeah, I probably exactly. shouldn't try to read Pilgrim's Progress every day right. and uh, study a, a Old Testament book and a New Testament book and <laughs> memorize. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, a psalm. So and that's probably like, and I'm sure you probably said this yesterday too, is like have grace with yourself. Like, totally. you know, and just like, yeah, it's, it would be way more important to do one thing a day than to do like, than to do, try to have a plan to do six things and then you never yep. like, and you just give up or something. Right. Yep. Yeah. Although it's cool to like try to think through what would be this like ultimate ideal maybe, yeah. and then kind of like pare it down or something. Like yep. be like, I don't know. Some of these, like some of these processes could be good. Yeah. And I think it's possible. It's possible to yeah. to have this rule of life um, in the midst of a busy life. Uh, rule of life, you know, kind of gained traction or popularity from 
uh, monks and yeah. um, in early Christianity. And you think, oh, they, they just had it made. Or we as pastors, of course we can do right. this, right? Because right. it's all we do. This is what our vocation is. Or thinking of a monast- monk in a monastery and just the, the, the praying the daily hours. Like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, of course. You have nothing right. else to do. Right. I have a life. I have to go right. pick people up and get groceries. and But I think it's possible to incorporate mm-hmm. the stuff in the things we're already doing. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And sometimes they can be, even like your thing of, of like before work, sometimes sometimes it can be getting on your knees and having a nice prayer time. Sometimes it might just be you have a moment, you pause, kind of close your eyes for a sec. Okay, Lord, like be with me today. Yeah. Boom, go into it. But you, but it's like you did that. Like it's yeah. so much different than going into work just, just like completely stressed and yeah. self-focused and whatever. Totally. You kind of just like reoriented your your mind and heart towards the Lord and what you're doing. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of like the point, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be some long thing. And maybe this even, I think the rule kind of, like you said, makes that a normal thing for you to do. Right. And so even when you're rushing, like I have this joke is like when I, I have, I have this thing I do on Sundays where I walk the perimeter of the church campus every Sunday uh, morning before church and, and prayer walk and really pray like, like spiritual kind of warfare protection type prayers mm-hmm. over this place. And then, but you know, life sometimes happens mm-hmm. and I'm running a little bit late. And so I'll do like a slow drive <laughs> around the campus <laughs> yeah. and pray. Like I still want to do the perimeter. Right. But like, and it's like, yes, it's ideal for me to prayer walk the entire thing. Yeah. But sometimes the ideal isn't like, you just can't pull off the ideal. Yeah. And so, for yeah. sure. So you do the slow drive or it's dumping rain or something, mm-hmm, you know, and I need mm-hmm. to just like, just do a slow drive around the campus. Yeah. It's like, what, what does Jesus say? The Sabbath was, um, mm-hmm. made, yeah. made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Yeah. No, did I, did I reverse that? No, I think that's, that's right. it. That's it. Yeah. But yeah. And I think what he's getting the, the heart of that is it's, it's a tool to connect you with yep. God. Yep. But don't get so wrapped up in the tool that we either think that defines our spirituality. Yes. Or we're just running after the tool so much that yeah. it just becomes this burden on us. Exactly. I think that's that's a good word for all these practices that we've been talking through and the m- tons of others that we didn't even like get, to, get to in this series. I didn't want to do like a 30-week series on spiritual practices. But um. <laughs> is there any that come to your mind that you would have... Like it would have been like number 10 or 11. Well, I did want to talk about secrecy and we kind mm. of mentioned it here and there, but I like this whole notion of, um, of, uh, doing things without people seeing it or hearing about it. Mm. So you give maybe, or you pray or you fast. These are, I mean, all those are biblical commands mm. to do without necessarily doing it for other people. Proclaiming no- it. Notice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so how can you do that? Um, a part of that, there's... I don't know if it's, if it, I don't think it's within discipline of secrecy. There's something like, there's another one. I kind of forget the name of it, but it was like to not have to like not say something. I think it's part of like silence was not just being silent for the Lord, but when you're in a, um, like Bible study or a meeting just to intentionally not speak. Yeah. Uh, if you're, and it's kind of more for people, probably more like me that like me too, will speak the whole time or, or will be the first to speak all the time. Right. And it's just like train yourself to to allow others to have space and, and, and uh, have others be noticed. Yeah. Willard um, is famously recorded by John Ortberg as um, giving a, a, a lecture at USC. He was a philosophy professor at USC. Yeah. Dallas Willard gives this lecture. He has this punk undergrad kid raise his hand at the end of the lecture and kind of basically tried his question. Wasn't a question. It was more of dismantling uh-huh. Willard's lecture. And 
Willard smiled at him, according to John Hortberg, and just said, I think that's a good place to stop for today. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for sharing. And then class so ends. <laughs> and, um, and Hortberg goes, why didn't you could have to- roasted that kid? Like yeah. you had so much ammo behind, you know, you could have dismantled this question that he was trying to do to you. And he goes, sometimes it's better not to have the last word. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, yes. man. Yes. Just the humility of yes. not story topping or yes. Yes. having to always kind of get in the last zine or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. So those are a couple I would think of. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know. You got, I mean, there's there's like lots of different forms of prayer we sure. have, or, or scripture reading or uh-huh. or we don't really talk about journaling. Yeah, uh, that would be a big one. Yeah, um, I think journaling is like really important for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think uh, the like writing. You wouldn't do a whole sermon on this. That's why. But like your thing that you. Like you, you know, you learned from someone else, but you showed me of just like writing the, the text yeah. or just writing the words of the Bible. Yeah, down. writing out the Bible by hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. I mentioned memory, but we could have probably done more on memorization. Yeah, that's, that's one I would like to grow in. Yeah, me too. I'm not like super good at, I don't, I don't just like doing long chunks of memorization. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of work for me. I like memorizing maybe a lot of shorter ones mm-hmm. would be potentially more beneficial in my view for me. Right. I don't know if it really is. That's a really interesting, you bring up a point there of um, there's some disciplines that I think just whimsically God invites us into and they feel fun and joyful for us. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe there's others that feel hard and difficult. And it's like, I don't think God wants us to <laughs> just right. grind out these things. Yeah. And yet, there's also no one wants to fast, right? And right, but that's right. actually like so right. good for us too. Yeah, so it's like exactly. finding that balance between oh, here's some disciplines, practices I think God's inviting me into that I'm really excited about. Yes, and then maybe here's something I just need to kind of push into. Yes. So I don't even know the correct answer of the balance of that, but probably good to have a little bit of both. But memory for me is one I went at our staff retreat a few weeks ago. Ron Rogowski and Brian Smith and I went on a walk in the morning one day. It's beautiful walk in this camp. Ron goes, let's just stop every few minutes and recite scriptures that we know. And I was like, all right. So, so we go, this looks at, and this, it's probably what you guys all think pastors do. Right. But so we, so, funny, so we walk like five minutes and yes. we stop and then we all recite a scripture. All three of us, okay, okay. we walk another five minutes we recite another one. We're stressing We're getting, like the whole five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is that sorry. like between the five minute walks, I'm like, okay, what do I got? Isaiah 40. I'm sorry. Isaiah 40. Okay. Romans 8. Psalm 23. <laughs> John 3, 16. But yeah. Just, you actually have more than you realize, but that's a stressful, like, that's yeah. the kind of thing that would make me not be able to think of any. Yes. If somebody like tells me, asks me that question, it's yes. like the pressure of it or whatever. That's anyway. so good. That's so yeah. funny. All right. Let's transition. Yep. Unless you got anything else you want to say? No, um, I think I just, I just encourage us. Let's jump in these practices. I think this has been a really good nine weeks. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. We got a few listener questions and we'd love for you to send in listener, your questions. And especially I'm like wanting to try to do like some like life advice stuff. So if you have questions about dating, Oh wow. Uh, how to do, uh, the dishes properly. (laughs) I don't know. You know, or, uh, I don't know. It could be any, just like, relationship conflicts what? yeah dude i How? like all this full-on like what? life advice where you're trying to figure out what to do like a decision you're trying to make okay is and this, you a, just this hear is a new dumb. segment on yeah, our yeah it's a new podcast okay. and i remember i'd ask people to like even submit their segment <laughs> ideas which i think there's at least one person okay. has a segment okay. idea so we'll do nonsense we'll do sunday stuff yeah 
and then we'll do life advice. Life advice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Yeah. Those are a few segments that we got. Uh, or just, and obviously we'll always like answer whatever like general sure. questions. Um, okay. Here's one from Ben Hopkins. Okay. He says, hey, Matt and Eric, what's your Bible preference? ESV, NLT, King James. Then he, but then he goes, <laughs> hardcover, soft, Whoa. leather, paper, cloth, reader friendly without verses or study with cross-referencing whoa anything else you look for in particular i appreciate the podcast glad to be one of the many listeners he many? said many which huh. is maybe an assumption on his part <laughs> yeah <laughs> just kidding <laughs> okay so th- that's a great question it very is. practical and um all right so let's talk versions first then we'll get into th- some of these other things yeah. okay okay so here's the deal I'm going to like do like a caveat on top of all this. Mm-hmm. I think the actual answer is probably going to be like, you need, you need like a few, mm-hmm. you need a few different versions. You need a few different types of Bibles. In my opinion, mm-hmm. um, I have two, maybe three that I gravitate to most now. So we've, we've replaced the um, back during COVID because the other one, the old, we had NASB 1995s. New the back. American Standard Bible. Yes, New mm-hmm. American Standard Bible in the back of the seats at Calvary um, pre-COVID. Those were also getting kind of like aged and tired, like those actual mm-hmm. Bibles. And NASB made an update to their Bible to like a 2020 edition. So we were like, okay, let's think about what we want to have. We ended up through a lot of like research and like link, like Wycliffe Bible translator experts helping us and stuff. We ended up going to the NLT and I actually, which is new living translation, um, which is a straight, like a lot of people, it is connected to the living Bible at one point, but it actually was like, it started as like, let's, let's update the living Bible. Yes. But they actually scrapped that idea and just did a straight from the biblical languages yep. translation. There's project. excellent scholarship on it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So even though it's, it's attempting to be more everyday language, mm-hmm. um, it's trying to do that in the most, um, like in the best way possible. Yep. Um, so I really like the NLT for preaching and for like, um, devotional reading, casual reading. Mm hmm. I still am a fan of the NASB 95. Dave Mitchell would be so happy to hear this. Yeah, Dave Mitchell. He is a, this is like the thing he full on converted (laughs) me to, but I love the NASB 95 for deeper study. Yeah. And then I occasionally go NIV because it's kind of more of the Bible I grew up with. Sure. You know, so that's my. So just a little explanation, NASB 95, that means that 1995, that was the year that it was published. That's the year that update was made. Okay. So the NAS yeah. and because they would just do, there was like the NASB that was like in the seventies or right. something. And then they had a 1995 update and they've had a 2020 update. And you like the 95 better than the newest update. I do. And I even, I appreciate some of the things of what the 2020 was trying to do. We just got, we're like nerding out so hard. Sorry guys, if this <laughs> is, but maybe you like this. So what the 2020 was trying to do is bring what they called gender accurate language mm-hmm. not gender inclusive although it is trying to be inclusive but be gender accurate mm-hmm. in words that the bible wasn't trying to be gender specific so mm-hmm. if it said brethren it's not trying to say this is only for the brothers and not sure. the sisters yeah it's just using that as a word like like we would say mankind mm-hmm. it's like would say humankind mm-hmm. or it would say brothers and sisters instead of brethren mm-hmm. so that's a good i like that i like that a lot actually i think that's a good thing um but I didn't like some of the other ways they made some changes. I just didn't find it. Uh, I just didn't find it as what I'm trying to get out of the NASB. This is the thing I'm trying to get as 
what their thing was. It was like the most, they were trying to be the most word for word literal. Yeah. While still being readable. Yeah. Because word for word just can't exactly can't happen or it's just like absurd. It won't sound right because right. it's just sometimes language just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, it, I like that and that's what I wanted from it. So I want to be able to grab that Bible and find that word, most word for word literal. Mm-hmm. And then that's anyway. And mm-hmm. I, and then I also, well, maybe. Maybe I'll let you say yours, and I'll say why I probably don't like one of them. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know one of mine. I mean, my first simple answer to that is get a Bible that you'll read. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, I wouldn't even get so hung up on the translation or even the feel of it, but just get one that you'll actually read yep. that's readable for you. But um, yeah, I for some of the same reasons, I I do like the NASB too. Um, just because we've been using it as our kind of preaching Bible over the last 10, 15 years, at least you and I have. Yeah. You get kind of comfortable with it. Yeah. 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 Um, but then same with you, we were the same generation. So I grew up, the NIV was the most, um, I think most popular version of the Bible when I was growing up. I think still is probably. Yeah. Yeah. And so the NIV was the Bible that I memorized, (laughs) speaking of memory, scriptures in. Mm -hmm. So there's certain things when I come to the NLT I'm like, ooh, it doesn't sound like I remember it. Like, for example, yesterday, John 15, it says, remain in me. Yeah. I I grew up with that saying the word abide in me. Yeah. And so it's just kind of my own comfort well, level. Lord's Prayer. I put Lord's Prayer yeah. up on the screen two weeks ago in the NIV because yeah. I was like, I can't do this, yeah. this NLT yeah. one. <laughs> so in some ways, maybe yeah. find the version yeah. that you're comfortable with, that, you're, yeah. that you'll read. But I do like, and this is what you're going to get get some fun mm-hmm. out of, yeah. I do like the ESV. Yeah. The ESV for me... I, what I like about it is um, it has a great study note package to it. So if you get the ESV study Bible. But you're, got, now, see, you're going to the next, that's the next stage. Don't go to that next question. Okay, so it has a good study Bible. I'm talking about the translation here. Okay, so I'll wait for that. <laughs> but I'd say I like reading it because of what it brings oh, with okay, it. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. All right, I can respect that. Um there's, you know, some people won't care that I think this, but I think ESV, ESV was a money grab. It was just, <laughs> they, ESV was a, it was created out of a fear tactic to try to get people that, um, that thought the NIV was like going down, like no, going down the wrong no. path. And then they like quickly made this Bible <laughs> and, uh, this translation and, um, <laughs> and uh, it's just marketing. It's just NASB with better marketing. Oh, that's, that's all. Funny. That's all it is. But, all right. All and, right. And they definitely just go the the as least the least gender inclusive or that's accurate what you don't like about it. Yeah. Like so the ESV it. does keep <laughs> like what you, the example you use like mankind versus humankind. Yeah, they would say brothers. brothers. Yeah. yeah, it's only yeah. for the brothers. It's not. There's no sisters in Christ <laughs> in the ESV. Uh, <laughs> but we we do want to say as we nitpick on some of these translations, <laughs> I would say I have multiple ESVs and I, think I know it's fine. Well, th- that's what I want to make the point <laughs> yeah, of exactly. is that I think you could read it ESV, NIV, NLT, NASB. Yep. What else am I missing? CSB. There? Yeah, and and you can be assured NRSB. that you're fi- that you're yeah. reading an accurate translation. Absolutely. You know, a lot of times Colts will say, yes. "Well, the translation you have has been changed over and over again, and you yes. can't. It's not reliable." We would say, as you examine the the manuscripts that we have, the copies of the mm-hmm. the manuscripts, and what we have today, the reliability factor is mm-hmm. we can stand on it. Yep. Right? We might have different preferences on language or totally. some of that stuff of choices of words, but Overall, you're not going to hear a different Jesus. Yeah. 
and one of the ones we just yeah, mentioned. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, so all those are great. You got to watch out for ones that were produced, you know, by Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, like New World Translation. New World, yeah, or Mormon Church, LDS, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like you want to be cautious of yeah. some of those, but... I don't think those would be found on like, let's say the version app. If you yeah. were to scroll through that, I don't think you would find What's those. What's difficult though, is we used to have a good old Christian bookstores around. We still have one here at Calvary. You can come That's get right. your Bible from That's us. Right. But um, Amazon, if you go to those type places, it's just such a wide view. You can yes. just kind of get lost in it. Yeah, exactly. What's wild is even like Barnes and Noble has a pretty decent Bible mm-hmm. selection at, uh, yeah. you know, so if you go there, but that's where if you go there, you're going to have to be careful of, I would stick with some of these that like translations that we mentioned, yeah. whether it's NLT, NIV, ESV, they, they probably won't have an NASB 95. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might have a new NASB. They'll probably have NRSV, which is kind of more commonly used in a lot of mainline denominations, mm-hmm. um, which is actually still great. It's like a, mm-hmm. it's a great and fine Bible translation. What about, we didn't mention so, King James. And then King Jimmy and NK. <laughs> King Jimmy. NKJ. Yeah. So the new King Jimmy also. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's like a cool thing of like history at this point now. Sure. But I mean, the la- the language is some people have that as their what they grew up with Bible. And so mm-hmm. that's why it's special to them. Right. It's just such a foreign language at this point. Yeah. Yeah. If you grew up in a Calvary <laughs> Chapel church, yeah. you use the in the new King James version or King James at that point. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I could see how that could be kind of familiar to mm-hmm. you. But yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not language that we use. Yeah. I would still like even have in my head of like thy word is yeah. a lamp unto right. my feet. I still say that. And yeah. I don't like, I don't say shall in my right. everyday life. Uh, <laughs> so it, it's not, we're not saying King James is like bad or anything no. like that. Um, it's probably not going to be most helpful to you if you're newer to the Bible. I think these other translations will actually be more helpful for to readability. You. Yeah. yeah. Good question though. And then and what then, style or so, feel? Yeah. Hardcover, soft leather, paper, cloth. <laughs> what do you like? So I like the leather. Yeah, I feel like there's too. something about that that's just, I don't know, yep. feels like it's uh, more of an important book or something. Yep. yep. Um, but I will say I do love to study with the ESV study Bible because it has some great notes that are attached to it. Yeah. But it's fat. It's huge. And yeah, so huge. I would caution if, if you get a study Bible, and there's tons of study Bibles out there. There's NIV study Bible. Um, I don't think there's an NASB study Bible, but um, there's, I think there's an NLT study Bible. There are. And there are NASB. The NASB one, I think, is like, like there's like the MacArthur study Bible. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Which is pretty, like, it's going to be very conservative yes. on some of those uncertain issues, but which I would, is fine. So but. I would just say, though, it, um, just be cautious. If you get a big old Bible <sighs> yeah. like that, it's helpful for when you're at home studying, but it's not an easy Bible to tra- to to travel with. Yeah, exactly. So I love coming back and forth here from church or if I go on trips, yep. having a thinner yeah, me Bible. Too. Yep. Dude, I just got like a new Bible. Whoa. So I haven't even preached with it yet because I've been Whoa. using like a... I, I it's had like this, a baseball mitt. You have to break it in. It, you do. You do. <laughs> I had this NASB that I've been preaching out of for so long and I like loved it. It was like... Mm-hmm. But it was that bonded leather that's mm-hmm. like sort of like fake... It's like fake leather yeah. put on top of cardboard or whatever. And... Then I got the NLT one when we when we moved to NLT a few just like this was just like a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and it's it's been fine and good and um but then Erin Holm talked to me about this Bible that she got showed me this Bible she mm. got from this company called Scriptura hmm. so Scriptura.co is their website now it's a little pricier I will admit but mm-hmm. it is like real genuine leather this guy like, like takes. It? 
this guy will take like whatever Bible you want. And he mm-hmm. puts like, he binds them himself Whoa. with like this real nice leather. And then it kind of breaks in like a, like a leather briefcase yeah. or, or, you know, ba- satchel bag that kind of, or like a jacket or something that kind of breaks in over time and yeah. gets real like creasy mm-hmm. and in a good way, like a patina on it. So, yeah. So I just bought an NLT thin line, um, Bible to preach out of, and oh. I just got it. So oh. it was definitely like probably like a little more than normal people might want. I mean, uh-huh. so like a, a lot of times Bible, like a, like a, like a, I mean, one of those ESV study Bibles, if it's leather, that thing's probably like 85 bucks. Yep, easy. And then this one that I got was a NLT thin line with this genuine leather. Mm-hmm. It was 120 bucks. Mm-hmm. So it's not, neither of those are like cheap Bibles, but mm-hmm. you can get a Bible, you can get NLT out of the back of the chair in front of you at church for free. Yeah. Yeah. They're always available. Huh? <laughs> so those are always available. Um, and they're like, and they're sort of made that way. They're yeah. like, it's like a mass market paper, like yeah. very, very, very thin paper. Mm-hmm. I like the papers. It's like nice if the paper is like a, a little better than that. If it's going to be, yeah. If you're reading it outside, it's not blowing all over the place. I actually use the paperback Bibles though, that we have here in our worship center when I preach, because I'm trying to show even the visitor Mm. that I'm reading from the same Mm -hmm. and you don't have to do this. It's just my own preference, but yeah, sure. Um, reading from the same book that they could actually look at too. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Um, now he says like reader friendly without verses or study with cross-referencing anything else you look for in particular. So I don't like carrying around a Bible with like a bunch of study notes in it. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to, I like actually having like a little bit of the, has like a little cross-referencing or I want it to have these like notes that will tell you, um, they're kind of like manuscript notes. And like what this means is it'll, like the NLT has this pretty well where it'll say, or some manuscripts say, this and it'll word. have another yeah. phrasing or word yep. and it kind of, sh- or it shows you like the two options they I were like working that. on when they were kind of trying to figure out the translation of that. Yep. And I think that's really helpful. And it's, it's sort of like shows me this like genuineness and authenticity, vulnerability of like, it's like, it's real. It's like, yep. it's showing. Like, we were debating between these yeah, two words. Yeah. 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 I like that And it'll too. put brackets around stories that we love that are, but are, are maybe, um, uh, they're not in all the earliest manuscripts. Sure. So like the the adulterous woman who Jesus says, like he who's without sin, throw the first stone, mm-hmm. like awesome story. But it was like, it was potentially and maybe even likely added later. Yeah. Mark 16 part yeah. of that too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That um, yeah. I would, I would say it is helpful at times just to have those. Re- I mean, now on your phone, you can just Google references too. Yeah. But then even speaking of that, I, maybe this means I'm old. Yeah. Phone is great. I use, I'm, I've been using it more and more when I'm in different places. When I'll go in the hospital sometimes to mm-hmm. pray with somebody, I'll just pull out my phone. But there's something about having the physical Bible that I'm holding. Yeah. That I just like that feel. But then also it makes me catch other parts on the page. Yeah. That when you're on a phone, you're just hyper-focused on whatever those verses are right in 100%. front of you. Does that make sense? hundred percent. Yes. Uh, also spatial memory is like a real thing. Yeah. So we remember stuff better in paper books than we do in digital books of mm-hmm. all kinds, because we kind of like, there's something about, we like kind of almost see it visually in our brain of mm-hmm. like where I read that on the page that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it's in our subconscious, it's like a, it's a studied deal. And, yeah. um, so yeah, that's, I, I really do like that now. Yeah. I've, I've gotten more comfortable with like, if I just don't have like a Bible with me of just reading sure. my Bible on my phone, like yeah. I can totally do that now, which it took me a little while to get used to if I'm just like reading through devo- like devotionally or just reading right. through it. But 
Yeah, man. Those uh, are obviously you asked yeah, a good question. Yeah, We're excited really. about it. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> but there are certain Bibles too. Like one thing about the NASB is it like didn't have lots of options because it was like a smaller company. Yes. Whereas like the NIV was Zondervan. It's like this huge corporation. Yes. And so they had all sorts of like cutesy colored right. ones and NIV for know. teens. Yeah. NIV exactly. for girls. And, uh, yeah. And they had like a blue one and a brown one right. and a black one <laughs> and a soft leather and like a, like a, you know, whatever, just yep. so many different options, which you can get in some of them, like the NLT NIV come from pretty big companies yeah. that like have and lots there's of people cool too options. that need the practicality of like large print. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's that too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's you, huh? Yeah, for sure. Okay, we got another question that was Whoa, from okay, uh, different question. Even though you teased Sean Mitchell, we got one from Talitha. Oh, uh, uh, Sean's wife. Yes. Wow, cool. And this includes a picture. So podcasting is not great with pictures, but um, I'll describe the picture that I see. Okay. It's a picture of a soccer player. Okay. And then a picture of you. Okay. And they it looks like your twin brother. Like, oh, really? There's this guy. I actually <laughs> I actually don't know who that guy is. He he prayed. It looks like he pre- plays for Brighton, um, but um, that English club. Yep. And she says, Matt, I think your dream of playing for the A's wasn't meant to be. Maybe it's soccer. Like, <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. Oh, so it's funny. Yeah, I think that's I think it's more of a comment than a question. But OK, she's saying you need to play. Soccer. I have a, doppelg- a doppelganger. Right? That's what it's called. Yeah, you do. You, that's right. You did it. Do you have any doppelganger people like you look like this person, Eric? Mm-hmm. Who? Like a lot of people say Brad Pitt. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people say George Clooney, which is kind of weird. Oh, that's so funny. I don't know. I heard Ryan Reynolds a couple times. Uh, that's so great. It's better than what I get. <laughs> I get Quentin Tarantino. Oh gosh, the director. <laughs> He's like a really weird guy too, man. <laughs> All right, I got okay. one more one more question yep. from. He just wants first names. It's Kevin. Okay. <laughs> He says, first, Matt, I'll be praying for you, which I think is maybe in relationship to me. Like having, having to, be... to endure this podcast. Yes, exactly. Co-host or underling or whatever we call it. He has this. Hey, don't say that. Don't say underling. Don't put yourself down like that. Uh, second, my suggestion for your ongoing segment is the Wake Down Music Minute. Oh, I think because this is after we sang a little bit of. of oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, last time with yep. your song, especially your songwriting yep. skills. Yep. I think you guys can work out the kinks on the podcast. Take your Smothers Brothers, Smothers <laughs> Brothers style routine <laughs> on the road. reference. Yeah. Um, and then he tries to advocate for the Oxford comma, which I don't care about. But um, <laughs> And then he says, I have a life advice question. Huh. What's the gentlest way to have an intervention for a family member who is overly obsessed with something? Um, it could be something like Bono <laughs> or other things. There's been a lot of conversations amongst a family about an anonymous family member. And we just don't know how to start with what will likely be a very difficult conversation. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. Kevin. Um, how, yeah. But how do you, all jokes aside, how do you think you would <laughs> You're gonna confront... take this seriously? <laughs> so Kevin is Eric's brother-in-law and he's making fun of Eric for being obsessed with you too. And so they want to have an intervention about YouTube, which, oh, can we go there for just a second? Yeah, of course we can. So I just texted you. There's a great article on Christianity Today by Mike Mm -hmm. Cosper interviewing Bono, right? Yes. Yes. It's it's an awesome, awesome article. The fact that you sent me a text asking if I knew about it also means I know you don't check my Instagram. (laughs) Um, Because I, (laughs) which is fine. Scripture before screens. Yeah, yeah. But I definitely had posted about that. Um, Even had posted like a little interaction that I thought was cool. So... Hmm. There's this part where 
they talk about in that. Um, mm-hmm. And this is your fault. You brought this up. So now you're, <laughs> now you're all stuck with this. But um, Bono was getting a ride from Franklin Graham when he was young. Yeah. Billy to, Graham's son. To uh-huh. go see. He's getting a ride yeah. from the airport to go see Billy Graham. Um, and so it says, he says, uh, Frank, uh, his son, Franklin picked me up at the airport and Franklin was doing very effective work with Samaritan's purse, but he wasn't sure about his cargo. So Franklin like, wasn't sure about Bono, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, I don't know what I think about this guy. And so on the way to meet his father, it says he, he asked, he kept asking me questions and Bono reenacts the conversation. <laughs> and this is all Bono saying this. He says, you, you really love the Lord. <laughs> yep. Okay, you do. Are you saved? Yep. And saving. He doesn't laugh. No laugh. Have you given your life? Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal savior? Oh, I know Jesus Christ. And I try not to use him just as my personal savior. But, you know, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Why aren't your songs uh, Christian songs? They are. Oh, well, some of them are. What do you mean? Well, why don't they, why don't we know they're Christian songs? I said, they're all coming from a place, Franklin. Look around you. Look at the creation. Look at the trees. Look at the sky. Look at these um, verdant hills. They don't have a they don't have a sign up that says "Praise the Lord" or "I belong to Jesus." They just give glory to Jesus. Hmm. And I kind of like that thing. Not it has nothing to do with Franklin. It's not like a diss on Franklin. Uh, it's more like um, trying to categorize everything mm-hmm. as like secular or Christian. Mm-hmm. And I think Bono is kind of saying like, you know, he he's a Christian. People are Christians. I mean, that's a thing of like, yeah. there's no such thing as a as a Christian song. There's no right. such thing as a Christian table. Right. There's Christian people. Yeah. The people are Christian. And so he's like, I'm a Christian who sings songs and, and they praise the Lord, which yeah. I thought that was like, yeah, that's interesting. Kind of interesting. So, and that's based on a book that he's written, right? Yeah. So a book just came out called surrender. I think it's like, it says like, uh, it's like 40 chapters, like 40 songs and 40 stories. Mm. So it's just like these 40 chapters about uh, his life, mm. but kind of connects him to different U2 songs throughout his life. That's cool. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's, it's kind of cool. I mean, Bono, one thing that's interesting about Bono, you can love or hate him. Like a lot of people are annoyed by him or think he's weird or whatever, or they don't, or they agree that he doesn't like, he's not Christian enough or mm-hmm. cause he's Irish. He also like kind of, you know, cusses, throw, throw, yeah, cuss words and well, self-absorbed. Like well, like some people think he's self-absorbed too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and he uh, actually talks about that. Oh, does he? He talks about that a lot. Huh. He calls himself a megalomaniac. Huh. Um, so a megalomaniac who's like trying to make a difference in yeah, the world, yeah. you know? And so huh. while um, at the same time, he's like a massive rock star who's been married to the same woman. Yeah. That was his high school sweetheart. And he's like almost 70 years old or That's something. That's really you know? cool. He's been, yeah, I've been married hmm. to that same woman the entire time who does write. There's like his, their songs are, have like biblical references and allusions and, mm-hmm. and meanings all throughout them. And sounds like your work's cut out for you, Kevin. This intervention's going to be difficult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's going to be really hard. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, anyway. And he kind of like almost single-handedly like stopped AIDS in Africa. Like mm. it's crazy. Like the work mm. that he led that like accomplished. Like, right. Like the, literally like saving millions of lives. Like yeah. crazy. Yeah. So. Um, wow. Anyway, I, if that's where it's like you can, you can kind of diss some of these people. Or you can say, hmm, maybe I could. Maybe they're outside the box, but they're <laughs> they're in the fold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if if only I, who might think I have it all together. Yeah. But if I could make as great of an impact, if I could make like one like speck of as much of an impact as that, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's actually a, a movie coming out called Jesus Revolution. They talked about it at Harvest Crusade this weekend. And 
one of the primary characters in it is Lonnie um, Brisby, I think his last name. No, Lonnie. I think that's his name. Yeah. And he was a very complicated guy. He yeah. was the guy that kind of approached Chuck Smith and and said, you know, you need to adapt and and find a way to reach the hippies of our oh, surf yeah, culture yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. And so Lonnie, he actually platformed Chuck Smith platformed Lonnie on Wednesdays. He did a Bible study and it took off. And it's like, that was kind of the whole Jesus revolution movement. Yeah. But Lonnie was super, actually my dad knew him. It's Frisbee, like the Frisbee, like yeah. disc. Yeah. Like a disc my dad was friends with him. Oh, wow. Um, and my dad was a hippie too, yeah. but, um, but he has a super complicated life. Like he ended up really going down yeah, <laughs> like in some dark ways. Yeah. But even Greg Laurie talks about him of saying, you know, yeah, he had these tremendous sinful issues in his life. But let's not let that discount mm-hmm. how God used him mm-hmm. in really powerful ways, and mm-hmm. including Greg Laurie's life. He discipled mm-hmm. Greg Laurie, who's now still making an impact yeah. in his 70s yeah, today. So yeah. maybe that's even like a Bono, like, okay, he's had a different path than maybe yeah. others, yet the impact has been huge. Yeah, 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 I don't know. exactly. I can tell you can disagree. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's all, it's all right. <laughs> You can be, you can have your safe cookie cutter uh, Christianity. Maybe I'm willing to have a Twyla little Twyla Paris, <laughs> Michael W., <laughs> Stephen Curtis. <laughs> All right. We need to wrap this thing up. Okay. So this was good. Talked yeah, about really a lot of good. things. Yeah. The time, the timestamps might be actually be helpful this time. Uh, but uh, yeah. So thank you, Matthew, mm-hmm. Calvin thank you. Dunn. Thanks for having me. You got it. And thank you for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.